What's up, everybody? It's Brian Barrett from Off the Pike, where we're gearing up for another exciting NFL season. We'll be with you every Sunday after the Pats with three-time Super Bowl champion James White to recap the game and break down the biggest moments. Plus, episodes Tuesdays and Thursdays to cover all things Patriots with your favorite Boston sports guests, as well as familiar voices from the Ringer Podcast Network. So follow Off the Pike with me, Brian Barrett, on Spotify. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Off Guard. I am your host, Austin Rivers, along with my co-host, Pasha Hagigi. Hope all is well. Hope the holidays went well. Uh, we missed last Thursday due to it being Thanksgiving, but uh, it's a new week, and uh, I hope everything went well. How are you doing, bro? I'm doing good. I wanted to ask you how your, ho- how your Halloween, how your Thanksgiving was. Well, Halloween was great. Uh, <laughs> And um, yeah, Thanksgiving was was good, man. Uh, this was a different year. Usually, we have like big family outings. Um, this year, everybody was kind of split, uh, but it was nice. You know, my uh, fiance threw down the kitchen. She really did her stuff. Shout out to Adriana. Um, she cooked an amazing, uh, beautiful meal for me and and uh, my boys and uh, my little ones, and kind of all just hung around and ate and drank wine and. Well, me and you ended up. You actually came over uh, late night to do the NBA draft. Yeah, we, we did ended a little up draft game between the four of us, and um, I ended up posting it as a GIF. <laughs> is it GIF or GIF? GIF, GIF. GIF. I, I don't know what it is, More man. Peanut butter than anything. I ended up. Uh, um, no, that was. You know what that made me realize that game. First of all, it's so fun. It's obviously that brings out the NBA dorks that we are. But that was such a fun game. But it's how good the NBA is, how deep it is. Like we were really into those picking that bench out. Like, so you're not uh, on your Tom Brady. There's a lot of mediocrity right now. No, no. We can, I do want to get into a comment that Norris Cole said that the NBA has is there's not a lot of IQ in today's game. We can get into that later. Actually, have that as Ooh. a talking point. We'll do that. But no, the NBA is deep. There's so much talent. You can't sit here and say there's not a lot of talent going on. I mean, the stats speak for themselves. But no, Thanksgiving was awesome. Hung out with family. Came over, obviously. Later on to your place and kind of snacked on some leftovers that you had. It was a good time. Yeah. It was and I can't walk today because yesterday we played a little pickup. We do. We got after it. Got up and down a little bit. I needed to just, uh, you know, all I've been doing is individual workouts. Yeah. So it's like great and all, but like you miss the five on five action and it's tough to get any five on five because all the guys that would be playing five on five with right. are playing right now in the NBA. Hence so, why I got the call up. Yeah, right. <laughs> Otherwise I would be. A- <laughs> so I'm like finding random like pickup around anywhere and it's just like, it's not the greatest, but I don't really go into it looking for it to be. It's just more so like me just trying to get cardio and run up and down. And, just, and even if it's not the greatest, when you walk into the gym, those guys play extra hard. They too, play extra so hard. It's a little, a little yeah. different. It's yeah. fun though. I mean, I, I like hooping and you, you know me, like I'll, I'll, I'll it doesn't even matter what the situation is. Uh, when I signed my biggest deals ever in the NBA, or when I was getting paid this or you know this or that, I would still pull up to LA Fitness and hope. Yeah. I, I love to play, and I always will. That'll never change. So it was good to get after yesterday, uh, and then today I just did a little run. So just gotta stay in shape, stay yeah. lean. Um, and, I think uh, I think ready. I think uh, I'm gonna announce my my retirement from pickup basketball. I think yesterday was it. I think I'm gonna try to hang it up. I've said this before, but yesterday I think was my. There's last no. <laughs> there's not one ounce in me that believes anything you're saying right now i don't play that much at all anymore and yesterday i went out with the, i thought i played pretty well and you I went played out. great yeah so i think that's it listen people rarely walk out of this thing clean you're like that guy in space jam uh bill murray you, you just you like you just you you had like that performance and you're like definitely good de- 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 definitely good, no, I'm here's, good. here's my thing you, 
It's like, you know what I am? I feel like I'm like uh, Robert De Niro and he, like, like playing pickup basketball is one of those things where you want to walk away and you, there's one more, one more bank robbery. There's one more thing. Like, it's never you enough. keep playing. Yeah, you never know. I want to be able to walk away. And there's always that call you get where it's like, we have one more job to do. Yeah, what are you going to do, man? If, if you walk in, in, in the gym and Murph and Safe and all your friends and all these guys that you know and all your friends are playing pickup and they're like, Pasha, come in. Like, you're going to be like, no, I'm retired. Like, you're going to look like an idiot, bro. What are you talking about? Just, listen, Who yesterday, are you? <laughs> yesterday, yesterday was really fun, but today I'm paying the price. That's all I'm saying. All right. All right, let's get into it. The Ringer had, had came out with some power rankings for the NBA. And the top five. Ooh, the top, power rankings. The top five. Looks a lot like you would have oh, in the preseason. There's no God. surprises here. Nuggets, Celtics, Suns, Lakers, Bucks. Those are the five teams you had as being, you know, contenders <laughs> for the title this year. Those are the no, 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 no surprises. Are you surprised that the Timberwolves are seven? Seven? Uh, the only reason they are is just because they've yet to prove anything postseason yet. So there's a little uh, skepticism there in, in that department. Um does it feel good that before the year I said that the Timberwolves were going to be a top team in the league, and like now they are, and, and the Rockets would be a play on playing team, and, and the Rockets would make the playing game, and now they now they're they're looking pretty solid. Like maybe I'm lucky, or maybe uh, you know I know basketball, and I should be running an organization well, in the near pat, five ten years. For patting people on the back, then I think I should get a little Coach Mosley, Coach of the Year, Orlando Magic being good. Shout out to Coach Mosley. Uh, yeah. The Magic do look good. Their biggest strength. My only concern with the Magic is this. What is their biggest strength? They they play harder than everyone. That's else. their strength right now. Is they play harder than everyone, and I'm going to tell you why that runs into trouble. Because in the playoffs, everyone plays hard. Absolutely. But if we can be, we everyone in, plays hard in the playoffs. We is in the magic. So then, like you don't outscrap anybody no more. So now you got to rely on something else. And I don't know what that else is for them. They have talent. They're good. Are they like? Do they beat Miami in a seven game series? I don't think they're expecting to. No, they have a better record than them. Right, but it's kind of like the Kings last year, right? They made the they made the playoffs, and everyone's just happy that they made it, right? And you know, teams are going to be probably if you're a six seed and the Magic are a three seed this year, you're probably excited to play the Magic instead of you know the Bucks, Sixers, or Celtics. But it's still a step forward in the right direction. Yes. Right. So I think getting that valuable experience for our 21 year old star players is all it is right now. I mean, are we going to beat the Miami Heat in a series? Probably not. No. Does it hurt me to say that because Miami's kind of a rival down south? Sure. Yeah, you know, I'm just glad the Magic are really competitive again. Um, and it's different. They're not competitive with a mid-team, as we talked about. They don't have, like, a bunch of, like, random players, vets, this, this, and that. They kind of had recently. Like where we know the ceiling is. We're like, we're not going anywhere. But, hey, we're going to have to make the playoffs. Yeah. Maybe. And, like, go first round and maybe do something, like, in terms of win the first. They always, like, would win the first game and right. then, like, lose the rest of the series. Like, those days are done where now they're having the same success even more. But it's with a young team. So, you know, the ceiling is so high or higher that you don't know where it's at yet. Yeah. And that's an exciting feeling. I think yeah. that's why Magic fans are so excited. It's because like, yo, we're winning games. But no, no, no. Look who we're winning with. We're winning with the guys we finally drafted right. And we've done the right things. So like we're now, that wheel is now turning. And the ceiling is nowhere to be found. And that's what's exciting about them. Uh, I watch their games all the time, especially just being down here in Florida. Um, they, they, they outscrap and outwork a lot of teams. And their second unit. Beats the hell out of the other yeah, team. They play every harder. Time. They play harder. Cole than Anthony, Mo Wagner, yeah. Jonathan Isaac in limited minutes comes in there. Uh, Mo, Gary Harris. Uh, Cole Anthony and Mo have been pretty damn good off the bench this yeah. year for them. Uh, consistently, they have been. Um, Jalen Suggs has been fantastic as a starter for them. Yeah. Um, a lockdown defender, and he just makes winning plays. He's not 
a skilled two guard in terms of like his overall his skill, his skill is his effort. Yeah, his, his offensive package is like isn't really there, but he can hit open shots, which he's proven to do. He's not shooting a high high clip, but just enough to where you can't just leave him open. Right. Uh, and he is just he's kind of like Marcus Smart type. You know what I mean? Like Marcus Smart's not a highly offensive like skilled guy. He's not a guy that like you worry about his offense, but he's a guy that plays so hard and he's out there just moving around and running around. He ends up with like 14 points and you're, suddenly you're like, whoa, whoa. Well, you tell me if there's a guy out there playing that hard, is it infectious? Is it contagious for the rest of the team? It is. It yeah. is. And that is a skill itself. People forget. You know what I mean? When you think of like skill set, the first thing is like dribbles or handles and jump shot and shot make ability and this, this and that passing. Having a motor is literally a skill because not everyone's like, well, all he does is play hard. Okay, well, then you do it. If it's so easy, right. if everyone could play as hard as Jalen Suggs or like a Jared Vanderbilt or a Patrick Beverly in his prime, I don't know about now. I, I don't really watch Pat, but like when he was younger, like that type of role. I'm assuming Mark- Pat's still playing hard. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pat, Pat, Pat or like a Marcus Smart. These yeah. guys, right? Those guys. If everyone could do it, they would. The yeah. reason they can is it's exhausting. And, and, and a lot of guys don't know how and aren't willing to do that. And like that is a skill itself for these guys to know how to do that. So... I like him and what he brings, the toughness he kind of brings, the grittiness he brings to the magic, and it seems like it's infectious. It follows everybody. So they're doing solid. And they're down a seven-game win streak with two starters out, with Markel and Wendell Carter out. So that's one of those things where when they come back, I just I just hope that – I don't know. I just want, I don't want anything to change. But obviously, you got to bring them back. They're too good not to yeah. obviously bring them back in. But The buzzer's about to go off on the magic talk for me. I'm not going to lie. We've just spent like three minutes, four minutes like breaking down the magic. They're the hottest team in I'm, the I'm already like – I'm tapped. Let's just move on. Can you, can you at least give me what you think their seeding is going to be in the playoffs this year? I think they'll be like a fifth, sixth seed. So we're not even – we're skipping over the plan. That was the goal. I, yeah, I, 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 I think the magic aren't in the – I don't think the magic are in the plan. I think they're in the playoffs. That's great. I mean – yeah. All right, well, I'll take that and we'll keep moving. Yep. Uh, it was recently announced that Paolo and Devin Booker were players of the week in the NBA. We watched the Devin Booker shot last night yep. against New York. Weird game for him. He didn't really shoot the ball that well. Uh, and in the first half, he was really quiet. They did a good job. Second half, he got it going. Um, the most impressive thing for me this year is not his scoring because he's always been able to score. It's his just ability to be like, okay, we have Brad here. I'll play point. I'll try it out. And he's like having 10 assists every night. Like it just doesn't happen for most people. I'm just telling you. Like yeah. most guys like trying to like switch positions and like do point guard things, like they're just not capable of doing it. People questioned his decision making, his turnovers, and his vision a lot throughout his career. And he just has nipped all three in the bud, like within the first like four right. weeks of him playing. Whenever he does play, this guy puts up a double double almost every fucking time through and it's like 30 and 12 20 i didn't know 12. he had like this james harden capability about running offense through a guy no, that, that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah like, it's crazy he's never been that yeah. he's always just been this two guard who just shot you pass it to him and it's going up you know what i mean and he could shoot and he shot at a good percentage now he's shooting at even a higher percentage and like he's like running an offense like he's like coming down and making reads i didn't know he could do yeah so it's just like does it change your mind that at the beginning of the year we both thought the Suns needed a real point level. guard? We thought they needed a real point guard. Does they this don't. change your mind? No, now? no, no. They don't need one. They don't. Yeah, need, not so, if he's playing like this. Yeah. If, if Devin continues to play like this, and again, the scoring is cool. He won't need to score thirty when when Brad comes, whenever the fuck that is. Whenever Brad does play, like it's going to take a lot of onus, like a lot of that pressure will be alleviated in terms of him having to score every night. Yeah. Um. So his numbers will be skewed. That's the problem also with this is like 
people don't put him in MVP, uh, MVP talks. But like he, you know, right now he's averaging thirty nine and six off fifty one, forty five, and ninety two splits. Yeah, that's stupid. It's insane. Yeah, it's, those are dumb numbers. Those are MVP numbers. Yeah, those are MVP numbers. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, he has to play more games, so he's got to stay healthy. If he continues to put up that clip, he'll probably finish in top two or three for MVP. Yeah, and if their team's winning games, he'll be top. He'll be he'll be in the MVP conversation. Is he since he made the game winning shot last night? Where does he rank for you as far as guys you want taking that game winner? He's like NBA? top three. He's like yeah. he's one of the best in the NBA. Yeah, who's number one? If I have one shot to win, yeah. it, d- it depends. One, what's how much what's, times left? How much times left, and what do we need? We need a two pointer. I'm uh, Demar Derozan's in the top five. That really? fucking guy. He has like he has yeah, like yeah. six game winners a year, man. Like just tough ass turnaround mid range. There used to be Joe Johnson. Remember back in the Joe day? Johnson he was, was those yeah, he winners. was hitting big shots. Yeah. Uh, Damian Lillard's up there. Um, Shea Alexander's up there. Is Jimmy Butler up there? Jimmy does hit big shots. He does. Jimmy's up there. I have to put KD up there just because you know he oh, can no, no. get any K- shot he wants. KD's absolutely he in there. He gets any shot he wants. KD's oh, absolutely yeah. in there. Um, yeah, Devin's in there. There's no doubt. Now, my issue for them is if they don't play enough together, Beal, Booker, and KD during the regular season, does that matter in the playoffs? It when, does matter. Yeah, because you're going to run into them, and everyone's going to say, man, I don't want to see them in the playoffs, blah, 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 but they're going to have no reps. How important is that to get their continuity together? It's definitely important. Yeah. They need it. Good thing for them is it's still early. We're like not even 20 games in the season. Yet. Or what, what's their record? Or what's even like how many games are like what's the Magic's record? What are they? Magic record is 12 and uh, 5. Yeah. So we're not even 20. We're not even one fourth in the season. You yeah. know what I mean? So even if he gets there by all-star break, even if he missed, which I don't think he's going to. Yeah. Say Brad misses another 25 games, man, and comes in around all-star break. All they need is like 30. Bro, that's still... I've never seen a team win a title that way, though. Right? Like, I feel like guys need to play together. I think the Nets try to do it, and it's just... No, but there's been teams that like... I mean, the Raptors in 2019, that was Kawhi's first year with them, and he was on load management. They won. Yeah. That's kind of a weird year, thir- thir- 30 games is enough games. Yeah. You, you, you get a back half of the season to play. But that's a whole college season, bro. 30 games is a lot of fucking games. And giving these players this big thing. Yeah, like, bro, it's not yeah. even like, and it's like, Brad, you don't have to be the best player, bro. You don't even have to be a playmaker. You don't even have to. His only job there, you don't have to be a defender. Yeah. The only thing Brad has to do is just, hey, man, we need like, give us 15 to 20 a night. You should, which he can do because he's been scoring 23, 24 plus, even had a couple seasons where he averaged 30. So that's nothing for him. Because that that alleviates pressure, man. That now Devin can have twenty four, and Katie can go for twenty six. It doesn't have to be forty four and thirty two for them to have a chance to win. Eric Gordon is great. He had twenty three last night in that win. Without Eric Gordon last night, Suns don't win that game. Uh, they have guys who can fill the ball, fill the ball up between Eric Gordon, Brad, Kevin, Devin. They got enough scoring on the on the floor yeah. if if Brad's healthy. All we need from Brad is 15, 20 points a game. That's fine. Yeah, I feel like he could do that in his sleep if he's No problem with him. He's, yeah. he's a scoring machine. So with that being said, I think 30 games would, would do them fine. I'm not really worried about them. Everyone's yeah. like worried about, well, when are we going to get this Brad? This feels a lot like Brooklyn. I'm like, bro, two of their players are thriving. They're still in the top of the West or getting back to there. And they have a big piece who's not playing, who's very like a plug-in player. This is a guy who's like, he scores. You put him in there, he fucking scores. You'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. 
So speaking of the Brooklyn team, Kyrie recently said they're one of the biggest what-ifs in NBA history. Do you agree with that? Yeah, they are. My whole thing is like what-ifs for me are like teams that didn't happen. It's like Chris, like Paul, Chris, Paul, Chris Paul to the Lakers. That's a big what-if. Like, bro, y'all three played with each other, man. You didn't work out. You didn't win games. You sat out. You missed games. It's like what-if. It's like, bro, that's you guys did that. Yeah, <laughs> That was self – Sean Marks didn't do it. I just think people remember them in that Buck series in the second round uh, in 2021. They blew the Bucks out both games, and they were up 2-0, and it looked and it got, amazing. It got, it got, it got a little sticky. Hurt. It got a little sticky after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, at the, you know, the, the NBA was wide open right there, right? Like the Hawks were in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, they that looked was like, a weird year. Yeah, it was. That was the year Phoenix went. Phoenix went, yeah. Yeah. So I just feel like that could have been – they could. I mean, if Kevin Durant's toe isn't on the line. I hear what he's saying, though. That part is definitely a what-if, right, if the toe's not on the line. Yeah, but you could say that about so many different things, man. Yeah, big, like like right now, a big what-if for the NBA is if the Warriors with the second pick don't take James Wiseman and they take Halliburton or Lamelo, right? Yeah. They they extend that run with stuff and Clay, and everyone looks better if Halliburton's on that team, right? Yeah. So that's a big what-if right there. Because remember the time happen. they're like, we don't need a point guard. We have Steph. We need a big man. Yeah. You know? I yeah, I, but I understand what Kyrie's saying. You know, it's like one of those things where. And he said it in a funny way compared to that, you know, the girl that got away. Like he was being, you know, he was being yeah, pretty he's being funny. About yeah, it. yeah. But I, I agree with him. You know, it, it is going to be one of those things like, man, if we would have really handled, I think from his perspective, he's like, man, if we would have handled that differently and maybe put things, certain things aside. Again, I can't speak on it. I wasn't there. But I, he's like, I, man, we probably could have done something special. I think that. And especially those three yeah. need that title. I hate to say that KD needs a title, but getting a title on his own, Kyrie yeah. getting a title without LeBron, everything that he's been through, James Harden getting a title, that would have done so much. It would have done the most for a team. Yeah. It would be a history as far as yeah. uh, reputations, going resume, and legacy. It, it would have. It would have. It would have. Yeah. yeah. So I, that, from that aspect, he is right. Yeah. I think the other aspect is also just like, it's what if. It's also like, bro, y'all had so much power of that. It's, it's all in y'all's control. You guys kind of fumbled that. So it's like 50-50. Because uh, they, no one else took it from them. They, yeah. they, it was like all of that didn't work out because all of that didn't work out between those three guys. Uh, on the other side, it's like, man, I understand his perspective. It's like, man, if we would have handled it right, what could have Brooklyn done? Probably something special. And I wanted to talk about when we talked about the power rankings earlier, and it just seems like the NBA is full of. It just doesn't seem as strong at the top to me as I thought it would be with the Celtics and the Bucks and the Nuggets. Maybe that's because Jamal Murray's injured and Damian Lillard's taking a little longer to gel with the Bucks and everything like that, even though yeah. they've been on a roll lately. Do you think the NBA is more wide open than it's been in a long time? Just let's say top 10, I couldn't tell teams. you who's going to win the championship. I right. told It just feels a little more open than usual. It is open. It's yeah. wide open. I, 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 I told you who I thought were going to be the premier teams. I had no idea. I have no idea who's going to win the championship uh the nuggets bench is is still a glare i think um it's a glaring issue a little bit celtics have a little bit of depth um issues the bucks you know even phoenix these are the best teams in the league so from that aspect you kind of don't know who or which one of those teams have like the edge point i guess i would have to say the nuggets are the team that has the edge because they won a championship that same core and they still have that back that's an advantage uh, and they have the best player in the NBA on their team so from that aspect they are my favorite but could the Suns beat them absolutely you know I don't know what the Lakers are they're, they're such a mystery uh, one night they look 
like they need this change and this change. And the next night they're like, well, it's because, and I don't want to ever put the blame on Anthony Davis gets so much blame, but there's some nights where he just has these explosive nights. Yeah, he has. And sometimes it's a little more quiet. The team is always going to get what they get from LeBron pretty much, I feel like, right now. Um, So it's tough. And Austin Reeves started off slow. He's getting better. Um, Bill Simmons said it on his recent pod that they're definitely going to make a move. You just feel it because that's what LeBron teams do. Right, they make moves at the deadline, and these, this team does have the pieces. So I wouldn't yep. be shocked if they did that either. Yeah, they 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 do. I um, you know, you do feel that in the air. You're like, does LeBron think this is the team that's going to win a ring? And there's like, I we don't know that answer. Only LeBron well, and them know. What's that like being on a team with a guy that's just checking you out the whole time? Like, <laughs> am I going to move this guy or not? Can you, imagine, <laughs> can you imagine being in the locker room and like tying your <laughs> shoes and looking up, and LeBron's looking at you like. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably just like no nah, man I mean they have a good team um, but yeah there is something there where you just kind of feel like they make a couple I don't even think they're major moves they just might make a couple little moves just a couple little pieces that could just remember like they made a couple small moves last year nothing that like broke the headlines you know they got D'Lo and Vanderbilt a couple like random no, guys no would have thought that would have gone conference finals and, and they turned the whole season around one conference yeah. finals so like it's not always the box office like move that needs to save a team a lot of times those don't work out usually the loud trades at the deadlines the ones that grab all the headlines and and, and attention like those teams always like they don't win you know what i mean it's like it's always one time i can remember winning is rasheed wallace in 04 going to the pistons at the deadline and they go and win the title he fit that team perfectly yeah 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 that just made a lot of sense but that was still at the back end of his like but you know where's zach levine going it's like bro like zach levine's good i don't know if that's going to be a t- piece that the Lakers have to go throw a bunch you're of. You're just rocking the, this team went to the conference finals. You bring in Zach Levine, you're rocking the boat. Yeah, you just rock. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why like, I like the Lakers. They just haven't. They had. You know what? They haven't tapped into stride yet. Again, we're not 20 games in, bro. What if the Lakers go on like a nine game winning sp- uh, streak starting next week? They're everybody's gonna say they're the hottest team in the NBA and they figured it out. And this team's going to the distance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's 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 what would happen. So it's like I don't. I really I like their roster, and they've had guys in and out too. They, they've Gabe had Vincent they, and yeah, Vanderbilt. They, all their guys yeah. have been kind of hurt, healthy, hurt. They haven't had consistency in that department. So I I still think the Lakers are fine. I do agree with Bill. I do think there is like this energy out there that like we do think something's going to happen. Like there's going to be a trade. I don't know if it's going to be a major trade, but it might be something to add a little bit more depth. It might not even be a trade. It might be just like a signing, uh, a free agent signing. I I don't know what they're going to do, but I, I do feel like the Lakers. Might just bring a couple more pieces there, or swap some, you know, pieces just to build up on depth, um, as well as maybe the Nuggets or the Bucks or the Celtics. Man, you know what I mean? Like all those teams yeah. are top tier teams, but they're very, very like top, top heavy. Um, and each of those teams have like some bench pieces, but like just as a whole, they like kind of missing like a player or two. Um, well, we we just both so, admitted we just both agreed that the NBA is kind of wide open right now. It is wide open. So if you yeah. think it's wide open, it's up for the taking. If you're like the Kings or the Cavs or anyone, why wouldn't you try to just go make a move real quick and maybe separate yourself from the group? You know what yeah, I mean? If it is yeah. wide open, go get it. Like if you you ask yourself if you're the Kings, okay, we're the Kings, the Nuggets, the Lakers, the Suns. Are these teams like so far ahead of us? Like we can't beat them in a seven game series. They're probably sitting there like, no, we could we could beat these guys. Yeah. Are we now better than we were last year? Like, can we beat the Warriors? Are the Warriors the same as last year? Like, no, we, we could beat this team. Yeah. Like, it's there's a you I guarantee you go to Minnesota right now, as they're top of the West, like, yo, you, you guys think you could beat some of these teams in a seven-game series? Anthony and Edwards and those guys can be like, line them up. 
last night I said something about trade, like a potential trade for, I was like, what about Towns? Like joking around and you were like, Carl Anthony Towns isn't going anywhere. That team is hooping. Yeah, Carl, hooping. Carl should not be. No one's talking. I know recently people just talk about it just because they think we him talked about it a lot before the season started about because we went based off of last and year. I'm, I'm happy to say I was proven wrong. I love yeah. the way they're playing. So and we, remember what we talked about is it wasn't fair for Carl because Carl didn't get any reps with Rudy except the last bit of the season, man. Yeah, and it didn't work. It looked terrible. It looked gross. But that's because they had zero chemistry. Yeah, and Carl was like thrown into the wolves there. Not only that, he had a full summer healthy, and these guys are in the gym. They they came to camp early and are working thrown out together. Thrown to the wolves is insane, by the way. <laughs> like what I did there. <laughs> um, I think it's good to have. Sometimes it's good to have those. Um, those, those, excu- those also those built-in excuses like Carl didn't play with Gobert, Jaden McDaniels and Nas Reed didn't play against the Nuggets. Like maybe that that ignorance is bliss that you need that going into the next year. Like you know what we would have had those guys it would have been different, and you go in there with a little more confidence. Well, the, I, I I have no doubt in my mind if, if if we had Nas Reed on the team that I played on last year, if we had Nas Reed and Jaden McDaniels on that team, that that's a seven game series. Yeah. I'm not saying we beat the, the champions. I'm not saying we beat the Nuggets in a seven game series. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that series goes seven games. And if you ask anybody in that Nuggets team, they would tell you probably the hardest series that they had to play was the first round. Every, with the exception of the first couple games, every game after that was fucking close and games we could have won. Shit, we lost game five by a last second shot. The game, game four we won. Game three was a close game that we, that we tricked at the end. You know what I mean? So, um, anyways, the, the, you know, Carl looks great. Minnesota looks great. Um, and it's it's been it's been good. And Rudy, Rudy's done great. He's been great defensively. He's probably between him and AD, they're probably favorites for defensive player of the year right now. Um, because I haven't really seen a guard really take that leap this year. Like usually, like you see some guard out there, like it hasn't really been that. These guys are the scoring right now is out of control, man. Yeah. These games are like one. That Pacers Hawks. That was gross. That was gross. I, listen, I'm all for scoring the ball. <laughs> I'm all for scoring the ball. My fucking gosh, bro. <laughs> Tyrese no way. Halliburton. I had to check. That was a crazy quarter. I had to yeah. rub my eyes to check if there wasn't an overtime. I saw the game like a minute left. I had to do a full eye rub because I thought it was like second, third overtime. Yeah. There's two minutes left in the game and it's like 140, 150. I don't even know what it was. I was just but like. When there's not enough scoring. People hate it, right? And they get mad. This is an 80s and 90s ball and then there's a lot of scoring. It's just tough to get that sweet spot. I don't, I don't want 80 to 90, bro. <laughs> I don't want. I know that sounds crazy. I don't want 150 points. Yeah. Do you know what it makes it, it? Now everyone's scoring. It's like there's no. Now it's not cool to have 25 points anymore. Yeah. Five guys on the team had 20. Yeah. It used to mean something back in the day when someone averaged 20 points. A yeah, game. but like, what'd you have last night? I had 20. Damn. Now it's just like, oh, cool. Who's the leading scorer? <laughs> like that's not like, bro. Like no one's. Where's the defense? Yeah. So I, I, I'm not a big fan of that. I'll be honest with you. I, I'm all for the evolution of the game. I know by just. The f- pure fact of evolution and skill level raising that these scores are going to get higher as as the years go on. I'm all for that. 150, like 160, getting a little gross. <laughs> I need a little. I need a little foot slide. I need the refs to like let the game be played like playoffs. I, I, I it, it'd just be better for basketball. It really would, man. The competition would be better. Yeah. But what do I know? Oh, let's talk about Norris Cole's comment that the NBA today, there's players with less IQ. It kind of goes into the theme of that 150-point game. Um, do you believe in that? And is, I, I've heard That's players tough. say that due to, you know, there's more three-point shooting. But the counter-argument to that is, 
we know now with everything that we've known over the years, we know that three-point shooting is a smarter thing to take more threes, right? So is that less IQ? I know it takes less IQ to shoot a three, but shooting more threes is higher IQ, right? Because we know that it's that's That's just more like analytical push and, you know, analytics being heavy in the NBA game today. You know what I mean? Um, now there's like a balance of it because people were like too analytical like a couple years ago. Remember, like all analytics, and now people kind of take the foot off of that a little bit, be like, all right, there has to be a balance of analytics and then like the basketball eye test, right? Do I think there's high IQ players that play the game today? Absolutely. Does it feel like there's a difference between the point guards we have now who are more so just like score first skill set guys and then like versus when go early 2000s when like your point guard was like, you know, Chris Paul in his prime and Darren Williams and like Rajon Rondo and like a savvy like Derek Fisher or like Steve Nash or like a Steve Nash or Jason Kidd. Does it feel like that's out there? No. So to Norris's point, it's correct. On the trade side, it's like we have the skill set and scoring ability of the point guards that we have in today's day and just guards and players in general has never been seen in the NBA. Never has. I mean, you got six guys per team that could put up 20. Yeah. It's just in the way the game is being played. Bro, Halliburton is shooting fadeaway threes from like four feet behind the line, bro. Like it's not just Steph anymore, dog. Like it's everyone. Fuck, I saw I saw fucking uh what's the guy? O'Neal. Royce O'Neal. I saw Royce O'Neal launch a three last night, three feet behind the line and cash it. Royce fucking O'Neal, bro. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, no one's arguing. Lonnie again. Walker the out players, there spraying threes, man. The, like the <laughs> game is changing, bro. Like I don't know what to tell y'all. Like I think we all agree that the players have never been more talented. But as far as IQ goes, I think it's different. I yeah, I think it's just different. I think they're more tailored to score and put up numbers in in a hurry. Versus like to Norris's point, maybe IQ. The game was more in control. There's the control. Of, that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's the best way of saying it. Are players' IQ higher or less now? I, I don't know, man. Like, it's hard for me to even comment on it. He, he says so. Um, I can't disagree with Norris. I can't agree with him. I could say the time period is just so different. Back then, point guards were more in control of a game. It's like where now they're like, the game is it's up and running, man. People are putting up points. Yeah. I don't even know what the point guard is anymore. You have like the point guard, but like, and everybody brings it up, dog. I saw Wimby put the ball through Reggie Bullock's legs. <laughs> There's no rhyme or reason. You know what I'm saying? Like right. the game is insane now. Like it's just different. Even the, I mean, the best point guard maybe of all time and definitely of our generation, Steph Curry, he's not what you would think in the 90s a point guard would no, be. No, that's, right? that's my point. Right. Like Steph, Steph's regarded as one of the best point guards ever. He wasn't. Maybe the best. Yeah, maybe the best. And he's not even, if we're talking pure point guard and how a point guard acts, then he's not. Right, even his, though he, one of his best skills is moving without the ball. His best thing is when he doesn't have the ball in his hands. Right, where like you, you compare him to Jason Kidd or John Stockton or Steve Nash, like that's a whole Chris Paul. Those guys are like were running a show. Where like yeah. Steph is the show. It's yeah. just it's just well, that's why I like Tyrese Halliburton so much because he is kind of a guy that runs his team. He does, you know, but he's very but still capable of scoring. You know, yeah, he's, thirty he, and fifteen. He's, and he's like, very ball dominant. Yeah. They're, they're, that's the other thing too. It's like. Ball dominance is at an all-time high in today's day. Like Steve Nash and Chris Paul and those guys had the ball in their hands a lot, but like there was like a team, you know, there's plays and pass move. Right. It's like now it's every team has a Trey Young, every team has a Luca, a Halliburton. You know what I mean? Like right. uh, these guys are that ball is being you know, they're pounding the rock. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like. 
It's a different type of game. It's hard. And to it's s- tough to say that the IQ is worse now than before, also, because if you look at the top end, I would say Jokic probably highest IQ, maybe. Like it's it, he just won the title. It looked great. Like that. So I wouldn't say maybe the IQ overall, but his IQ is at the yeah. top, it looks good. LeBron's IQ is still there. I think what Norris sees is what a lot of us see to, to Norris's I, credit. I thought it would be because there were just so many threes. I've heard older players say that. There's just all th- Yeah, but that's threes. just like analytics and but it's no different than we played pickup yesterday, man. The team that's going for like just straight little twos all the time or a team that's firing threes left and right. Like, I don't know which one's right or wrong. Yesterday, we won games because we were going for the easy two a lot, a lot of times. The next thing you know, it's like 11 2, and the team's discouraged. Well, I can tell you right now, if you shoot 35% from three and a team shoots 50% from two, and they shoot 100 threes and 100 twos, that's 105 to 100. The three point shooting team wins. That's analytics. That's analytics. Right. So it tells you that shooting threes more is better. It's more better. Exactly. Right. So, so that right there in itself, that's just like, the evolution of basketball. So people who are like can't see that don't understand that. I think what Norris sees is like the NBA is really young. The NBA is really young. It's getting younger and younger and younger. And the style is changing. And like the way guys are playing, it's just different, man. Like when you watch an NBA game, you're like, what's what? Is, you know, this is so it's just different. Yeah. Everything about it. The end season tournament. This, this and that. I'm all for all of it. And I wanted to ask you about the end season tournament. How do you feel about it now, now that you've seen some games versus the way we talked about it before? Uh, I love the in-season tournament. Um, I just have never like, – the Magic played Boston last Friday. I've never cared more about a game in November than I can remember. You know what I mean? About that game. Well, so. I still don't quite understand it. I don't know what's – I get the rules of the in-season, uh, in-season tournament. I just like – the end goal is I just don't understand the prestige of it. But I like that it's something that's added to the season that can get players or fans riled up and make games more meaningful. So I'm all for it. I think it was a great decision by Adam Silver to do this. I'll say that. How, and also, I had a friend that other day say, hey, are you going to the game, uh, Celtics Magic game Friday? It's an in-season tournament game. Like they, they threw that in as a wrinkle of like trying to persuade me yeah, to go. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, okay, it's working for the fans. Yeah, exactly. They, they did a great job. The NBA did a great job with this. Um and, you know, a lot of people were hesitant about it because they didn't understand it or they thought it was silly or stupid. Uh, even us included, we were just like, what is this? I don't get it. And then, like, now that we're kind of seeing it unfold, we're like, okay, this is actually kind of cool. Creates another storyline, creates more interest, more buzz, makes people care a little bit more about the regular season. So I'm all for that, man, because at the end of the day, that's what you want. You want players especially, and you want fans to care about the 82 games. Um, and this is a way to do that. And I like that the courts are different colors because I wouldn't know it was a playing game. Yeah, now I mean, it's no, a no, no, game. you would never know. I would have never known. Now you know every time you turn the TV, you see like this different court. You're like, oh, tonight's an in-season game. So that's that's dope that they did that too. It was really smart. Um, do I think the prestige of winning the in-season tournament is like, you know, I think it'll be cool. I when it comes playoff time and the Larry's in the air, no one's gonna give a fuck. Yeah, you know what I mean. But again, I don't think Adam Silver designed this to be. That I don't think he designed it to replace the Larry. I think it's doing its job. It's making November games more that's important all than they the, were. That's all it's there to do. Yeah. Is make November, December, and January games count, man. Make these things matter. Yeah. And it's working. So to that, I think Adam and, and the NBA did a great job. Because uh, we're talking about it. We always are. We're like, oh, in-season game? Uh, yeah, it's in-season tournament game. Like, like we, we care. So yeah. I think that's great. Love it. Uh, let's take a break. The beef between Chris Paul and Scott Foster has never been stronger. As a former teammate of Chris Paul, could you tell me a little bit about that? The origin, the background? What do you know? That has been going on for a while. <laughs> that has been going on for so long, bro. 
those two have been going at it and having issues with each other <laughs> since the beginning of time. I don't even know how to explain this to you. That incident with him and his kid that Chris was referring to was happened when we all played for the Clippers. And I don't know the exact incident. I just remember it, were, it had to do something with little Chris sitting courtside, I think, somewhere. And something was happening and Scott looked over and told him to maybe it was either sit down or be quiet or something like that. And obviously, like, Chris wasn't having that as as he shouldn't. Um, and they, there was already bad blood before that. So then that was like the icing on the cake. And there was like a whole meeting. Like it was like Doc and the NBA and Scott Foster and Chris. Like they had like a whole thing where they had to like talk and be like, yo, this is not what this has gone too far. Like a ref and a player beefing. This is this isn't supposed to happen. Here's my issue with the Scott Foster thing. Scott Foster is one of the best refs in, in, in NBA basketball. His call rating or percentage is like one of the highest in terms of efficiency in his calls and his decision making. That's the issue. He's actually one of the better refs. This is why it's the problem. Because what Scott is doing, on the other hand, is not what you're supposed to be doing. You should never make it personal. Your job is to ref the game fairly. Can't be personal, ever. It's clearly personal with Chris. Bro, his record with him officiating the games... Alarming? Is is so (laughs) past alarming that the fact that the NBA hasn't done anything about this yet it's it's a red flag and there's something that needs to be done here because it'd be one thing if his record was like five and eight brother it's bad it's like there's no chance of him winning the game type record cp is three and 17 he's three and 17 one and 13 in the last 14 playoff games one and 13 in the last 14 playoff games three and 17 looks like a damn wizard's record three and 17 (laughs) Nuts. NBA's got to do something about it. I don't think you get rid of Scott Foster like we just said for the fifth time. He's a great ref. One of the better ones in the NBA. But when he is refing Chris, it is personal. And there's no way to get around it. There's no excuse that anybody can say. It is clear cut. That is 3-17 and 17 is an issue, especially for a winning player. And I know Chris has never won a championship, but any team Chris has ever been on, they have been really good teams and had winning records. So 3-17 and 17 with a certain ref tells me everything I need to know. So Scott Foster should not be allowed to ref any game Chris Paul is in anymore. It has to be over. It can't happen. It can't. I mean, there's nothing else to say. Right. Scott Foster should still ref in the NBA. He's a good ref. I think Scott Foster is a good ref. I really do. He should not be refing Chris Paul's games. They don't like I each other. I think it's in the NBA's best interest to separate the Se- two. Just Why separate not? them, man. Chris Paul's already at the tail end of his career anyway. You, ha- you have the, and you have the power it. to do it. Just schedule him to a different game. Put another ref there. Put Scott at this game. That's fine. Who gives a fuck? Done deal. Yeah. It's not worth it. It's only going to end in how it ends every time. Something bad happens. The, the Chris, yeah, it's not fair to Chris either. It's not, man. 3-17 is fucking insane. 1-14 in the last playoff games? One in thirteen, the last fourteen. People wonder why he can't get to the mountaintop. Scott Foster's in his way. <laughs> can't get it done, <laughs> bro. Do you? Can you imagine Chris Fall going into a seventh game and knowing Scott's officiating? He's just like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Right. Six on five. You're not gonna win. They got an extra player on their team. Yeah, like you said, it's it's. It's too, near the end of his career. I think it'll be easier to just kind of separate the separate two. Separate 
That time right is coming. the sunset. That time is, we're way past it. We're like 10 games past it. Right. It, they, he's got to go with Chris. He can't, can't be reffing Chris's games no more. Yeah. And everyone's going to be checking to see who wins the game. There's going to be oh, a lot more invested well, into now, it. Now, every time they ref it, there's going to be all type of bets on it and betting, and it's getting nasty. Like, this is, this, <laughs> you don't want this, the NBA. We want to get away from like the Tim yeah. Donaghy, all that stuff going on. Like, let's get away from that stuff. Yeah. Don't, this is murky. It right. looks like he's going in the game and he's making it like Chris ain't winning. That you can't have that in a in a sport. So, yeah, they got to cut that out. All right. So the Spurs have been struggling. They've lost twelve in a row. <laughs> I want to know: Do you think that plays a toll on maybe Wemby's growth? All that losing. I, you've told me before that when a team's losing, like the vibes and energy, it just sucks it's the bad, life out man. of you, and it's really Le- bad. He's probably never lost like that before. No, so do you no. think this is just having you know like Tim Duncan's rookie year they you know they made the playoffs he was first team All NBA it was just a lot different than what Wemby's going through right now so do you think this hurts him in the long run or is this all part of the growth? It's definitely a part of his growth. You know this the story for him is just now starting. It's just the intro. We don't have anything else yet. He's 19 years old. Um, he's still a young man. He's not even like a full man yet. You know he's. The scary thing about it is this this young man is six years six years away from his prime, five years away from his prime. Yeah, we don't even it's hard to even project now. So it's like, you know, we're just so far away from that that right now this is all part of his building. Uh and it's gotta be hard on him because I don't care who you are, losing every single night is it's not easy. And their team's bad. They're a they're a bad team. I watch them play all the time. Um they're just not – they don't have a lot of good players on their team. They have like three or four. Um, but they know that. And all this is leading them to is another high draft pick. Wimby's going out there and getting reps and playing. And you know what? Like this is building like scar tissue. You know, this is building like, you know – Is it one of those things where you appreciate the sunshine more? When, with, yeah. He's, he's, he's going to remember this one. You know, like this season's going to be tough, man. And like he's going to go in the summer like, man, the NBA is no joke, bro. Like we we were – I'm, I'm the number one pick supposed to be the best franchise next this this and that like you know my team was one of the worst in the nba you know anthony davis had similar stuff i'm not saying anthony davis was as hyped as Wimby because he wasn't but we we were one of the worst teams in the league our, our rookie year and then a couple years later like 80s playing against the warriors in the playoffs like averaging 32 you know what i mean like yeah you can even look at like no one remembers you know Kevin Durant's Sonics year. Yeah, like but all you remember is that, you know three or four years in they were in the playoffs against the Lakers that one eight thing where they were you know they went to six games and they became super competitive. They made the conference then they made the conference finals in 2010 against the Mavericks. Like it, you don't remember the first couple of years, so it, it could change really quickly. No, it, it very quickly, man. They yeah. sign another player. They sign somebody. Are they, they a destination team? They have they have with him there though. Yeah. Listen, they're getting those nationally televised games. You're you're, you're you're in San Antonio, which people could say whatever about. It's gorgeous weather. You're in Texas. You're about 45 minutes from Austin. Uh, maybe even less if you know how to drive like I do. Uh, <laughs> um, and there's no income tax. You're playing for Greg Popovich. And you have arguably the most generational, talented player to ever play in the NBA. Just got drafted to your team. There's a lot of upside that San Antonio has. And Popovich signed that five-year deal too. So now there's like longevity there. It's not like, right. well, I don't want to go there. Pop's about to retire. That's no longer a question. So, like, now there are some boxes checked next to San Antonio to where I'm not saying they're, like, the Miami or the Lakers or the Knicks or uh, the Knicks have never been able to really land anybody recently. But you know what I'm saying? 
they're not one of those destinations, but like, yes, they are attractive. They're they're an attractive team. They're way more attractive than they've ever been in recent years since obviously their dynasty has fall uh, fell. So I, I I like the Spurs uh, long term. Right now, they're just bad. You know what I mean? They're young. They're inexperienced. Like Victor's figuring it out. He's playing well. He's putting up good numbers, which is all they really. But you that's that's what you got to care about right now, right? You want to see what he's what he's gonna do. And, you know, I compare this to kind of like where OKC was a little while back, man. Like, they got Victor. Okay, like, who else is showing that you're going to be here long term? They had to pay the Vessel guy. Is he going to be there long term? Is that going to be a guy that they get off his contract in two, three years from now? We'll see. Kelvin Johnson. We'll see. All these guys. Sohan, he's playing point. I don't really know what he is still. Yeah, they don't know what – that's what I'm saying. They don't know what Sohan is. One minute he's power forward. The next minute he's like dribbling up the ball with low socks. I I don't know (laughs) what's going on with Sohan. You know what I mean? Like, they're just figuring it out right now. So, like, yeah, they're losing games. <laughs> they're losing games. But, like, they're a team that will be in the mix. Everybody knows, like, well, we already see with OKC. But Spurs are headed that way. It's just going to take them more time. They're a little bit farther behind than what... That's why it's, it's, it's so weird to compare Chet to, like, Victor. You could compare their numbers. But, like, situation is just totally different, man. Chet is playing on, like... a fucking talented ass team they're going to the playoffs the guy he's running with is one of the best players in the nba yeah and then he has like super talented guys around him correct me if i'm wrong listen you're obviously way more suitable to answer this question than i am i just feel like he could get 10 points every game easy just being around the rim making little layups putbacks right just catching and scoring getting position and I just feel like every game I watch, he's playing so far from the basket. Yeah, it's, from and the basket. all of his points are just – they're so hard. They're highlights, but they're so hard to come by versus – if you watch Anthony Davis play right now, he'll just catch a ball, a couple of passes from LeBron or whoever and just turn around and make a quick that's, little that's, that's, that's Ten points easy every game should just be right around the rim. You're, you're seven foot nine. That is the – And I just don't get why he's always on the perimeter. Like, he's KD out that there. Is, that is the next step for Victor, right? The yeah. next step for Victor – is going to be him learning how to score easy buckets and to be effective in the game without making a spectacular play. I need you to have 20, 30 points a game easily. Not, you know, you're working your ass off for every single point. Every point's a highlight. Every point has to be like, because like you said, he he does like have to do something spectacular. Like he does these crazy spectacular plays. He's gifted, but it's like, where are your easy buckets? His best game this season was the Phoenix game. Absolutely. That game, he had countless just pin What's the best game from a rookie I've seen in years? He just would pin a player in, down in the paint. They lobbed it up the top, finish. Just easy points. Running the floor, being around the rim. I I will say this. uh, He needs to get the fucking ball more. I don't know if you're watching them play. Well, they don't have a real point guard out there. I mean, Trey Jones is coming off the bench. he, He needs the ball more, bro. It's like a known thing. Go watch a Spurs game. Go to the fucking comments and read in there. And be like, yo, what are we doing, man? This guy shot 12 times tonight. Yeah. Because this is the thing we just talked about. Spurs have lost 12 in a row. Spurs aren't going to the playoffs. Popovich knows this. Their franchise knows this. They're not looking to make the playoffs. In fact, that would be bad for them. It'd be good for Victor, I guess, and the, mor- the morality of the team. Not for where they're trying to go. Again, they're trying to do what OKC did. They, they, they want top picks. They'll get another one. They want to... Be in the lottery again, get another guy to throw in with with uh with Victor. Maybe even another year of this, and get another guy with Victor. 
Then this guy's off the contracts. Then you bring this guy in. Are you in. playing in my brain right now? Cooper Flag, Victor Wembanyama on the same team? Listen, I'm not <laughs> saying it's going to happen. I'm saying <laughs> um, Yeah, you know, I, 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 think, um, I think the Spurs are still like three, four years away. Victor's 19. There's no rush. They're struggling right now. Everybody expected them to. Um, people who expected them to make some type of playoffs or this, this, or that, just based off of Rick, uh, Victor, is just, it's not fair to him. He's literally just a young man figuring this out. Yeah. In America, and he might start in the All Star game this year. You no, that's I mean? yeah, 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 no, not yet. And he's he's putting up great numbers. So what what you wanted from him was him to play well. That's happened already. You're already seeing that. Check. He's only gonna get better. Just wait till he's more comfortable. After All Star break, he's gonna play even better basketball. By the way, so the Spurs have time. And not only is he not getting the ball enough, Spurs they spelled his name wrong on his jersey. I mean, did they really? You didn't see that? No. So Weminiana. Weminiana. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I the only the only thing I have with them is I think Victor should be shooting fifteen to twenty shots a game. Yeah, well that goes with what I said. I want some easy baskets around the rim. Just yeah, make, all of this. I want him. So I want him some like catch deep in the post. You know, survey the defense, back down once, hop in the paint, jump hook. Doesn't have to be a fucking sky hook. That's a tough shot. I'm talking about turn and face in the air, little touch push shot. No one's gonna block your shot, bro. Not 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 off a hop step. Besides Gary Payton in the second. Third, but that happened second. off him trying to do like the behind the back thing and shoot a floater. He's not even seeing someone's running behind a block and shot. Catching in the post and serving the defense, seeing everything that's happening, backing down slow. Slow dribble second time. The burst, paint, jump hook, like jump shot. That is a Tim Dunk, like this Anthony Davis, easy points, man. Yeah. He, he would go from averaging like 19 to 24. 25. So that's part of his growth, though. He'll get there. I think, you know, I have no doubt. So he he looks so talented already, man. He is exactly what I thought he was going to be. I mean, he he he's a star in the making. So last night, Jalen Brown had another poster dunk. He's pu- punching I, on I, everybody. Is is he the best? The season he has. No, I know no, no. Is he ask. the best posterizer of our of our era? Who who's? Oh my God! What are you talking about? Who who? What are you he, saying? Okay, how about the last five Jesus years? Jesus Christ! In the last five years. Of our era is just nuts. No, no, not of our era. I'm no. God, LeBron James, maybe. <laughs> All right, let's slow it down. Let's slow it down. I just feel like I just feel like is Jalen Brown the best dunker of our not era? Our best dunker puts more people on posters, and people don't have no anymore. man. No, maybe murals. But did you see that Obi Toppin dunk? <laughs> yeah. Dear God, bro, that didn't even look real. He like cut in the lane. TD McConnell just dip dished it off to him as he one does. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that little whooper snapper's just out there still playing, isn't he? No. Fucking TJ McConnell, bro. Just out there just buzzing around. Unbelievable. There's um, a bunch of kids in college right now. They're like, why can't I be TJ McConnell? Why can't I have A million players that say that. They look at yeah. TJ and they get mad. Do you know how many players I talk to overseas guys? They'll like bring up players. They're like, man, you can't tell me the NBA is this or that. Man, look at TJ McConnell. I'm like, bro, y'all think this, but like TJ can actually hoop. Yeah. That's just his role in the NBA. You know what I mean? For sure. Again, a lot of things TJ does, you aren't willing to do. You going to pick a full court? You going to do this? You going to not play for 20 games straight, not say a word, and be two hours early to practice and an hour early to the bus, pay attention in every meeting, be early, support, be a teammate, show up to everybody's charity event, do this, 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 that, all the little things? All right, then shut the fuck up. Right. That, that's what TJ's going to do. TJ's going to go in the game and not fuck shit up. He's not going to turn the ball over. He's going to drive around, probe, and make the, make the guys that they're trying to develop get shot. Like TJ's smart, man. The reason why he played at Arizona, bro, he didn't play at fucking U U Tech State University. The guy played at the high, high, high Division One for a reason. The guy could ball. You know what I'm saying? Like people like to shit on guys like that. But 
the dish he dipped it off to Obi, that dunk he had on Buddy was stupid. So Jalen Brown's not one of the best posterizers in the last five years. Are we, he's are one of the me? best dunkers. In no, 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 you're saying dunkers. I'm not saying dunkers. Okay, like he's dunk one of the best. Zach Levine. I'm talking about he has continually put dunked on people. How many? Yeah, he's one of the best posterizers. Is that even a word? Whatever. What happened with po- it's not posters anymore. It's more like he puts a lot of guys in posters. All right. Yes, he does. You see, the last five years is such a short window. I don't. Um, Who's done more recently? Last five years. I think Anthony Edwards is up there. I've seen a bunch. He's dunked on a lot of people. Anthony Edwards is definitely up there. Uh, so tonight, the teams with the two worst records in the NBA. It's the Wizards and the Pistons. They play. Somebody's got to get a win. <laughs> I'm praying. I'm hoping for the Pistons, man. Uh, uh, they're they're four. They started out two and zero, and I haven't won a game since, bro. Imagine starting out the season two and zero. Pistons fans, like, oh, here we go. Thirteen, fourteen in a row is no joke, Brody. That's a lot of losses. And dating back to last year, they've lost a lot of games. Bro, it's been bad, dog. Well, first off, they've had some weird they've had some weird stints. Well, Sore Thompson's actually been the really, really yeah, bright spot guard. for their team. Really? I know I'm just saying, as far as bright spots for their team. Throw Sir Thompson out there, throw Ivy out there, throw Kate out there. Let him go, man. I don't need the micromanagement, bro. I don't need the like Ivy shooting. Can we let Ivy go? Can we? Can we see Ivy? He's a mad explosive guard, bro. Like super explosive. Let him go. Let him turn the ball over. Let him make mistakes. Let him go. He's like on a leash. He's like, I see it, bro. Like one game Ivy plays, and the next minute Ivy doesn't. One minute Ivy gets attempts, the next minute he doesn't. Like I would like Ivy to just be hooping. I and on the on the Wizards side. They, they 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 all need to be on a leash. They're, 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 that team has no leashes. That's the problem. That team. That, that team is there, unhinged, no control. It is the wild wild west over there. There's it's it. They they have a, a picture before they walk out of the locker room. We we both like that. Back of Kevin though. Garnett saying anything is possible, and before any time they go on the court, they all jump up and slap it before they head out the locker room. Anything is possible. With I don't know what the hell I'm, you're gonna see out there that night. You don't know. The product is bad. I expected something different with Tyus Jones at point guard because he's just been such a steady. Point I don't guard the last like. Few years. I don't like Tyus on that team. I really don't. And it has nothing to do with like, bro. I don't have a problem with like Jordan Poole, man. I think he's talented. Yeah. Do I think he's out of control and this, this, and that at times? Yeah. But he's a talented scorer. Um, we've seen that even on a winning team, people can say whatever you want about him, but he helped that Warriors team win a championship. You can hate on Jordan as much as you want. That's just a fact. Jordan's not on that Warriors team. They do not beat the Celtics. I said it here, and I'll say it again. Fact, right? So we've seen him be good on a winning team. People hit on Kyle Kuzma. I don't have a problem with Kyle Kuzma. Do I think sometimes he can be out of control and a little bit trigger happy? Yeah, maybe, sure. I've also seen Kyle Kuzma on a winning team where he's known how to play a role. So these are guys who are capable of doing these things. They're not dumb players. People are like, Jordan Poole has no IQ, and Kuzma has no IQ. All they care about is fashion and shooting bad shots. Like, bro, they're on a team that's just really not that good. So, yeah, they're out there hoisting shots up. Don't get like short-term memory loss and act like Kuzma just didn't win a championship in the fucking bubble with LeBron James and them, and like he wasn't a vital role in that team of Caruso and all those guys. Don't act like Jordan Poole wasn't a most improved type player, six man of the year type guy with the Warriors helping that team get over the hump and beating the Celtics in a championship. Like relax. But that being said, now that these two guys are your best players, it's a little wild out there. It's a little crazy. You know what I mean? And like you could see it. Like Przingis was there. It looked nuts. Przingis is now at the Celtics. He's fucking hooping, bro. It looks good. 
That's structure. Have you seen what they Johnny Davis has shot? No. The guard, the guy they drafted from Wisconsin. Yeah, no. What? You haven't seen in the warmups. What they change? Okay, we can take that out. But he, they changed his shot. It's crazy. It's got like Markel Fultz thing going on. I gotta why, show you why? the video. I should have showed it to you yesterday. So why, we why, talk about why, why, why do you keep saying? Stop saying we'll take it out. Just stop because I don't it. like to talk about stuff we don't know what it is. If you didn't see it, I don't want to talk about it. So that's when you tell me what it, you tell me about. No, no, it. no. Well, I don't to tell you about it. Next time I'll send it to you. That's on me. No, because I've heard it. this from someone else. Someone else bro, told me it, about the Johnny. It's crazy. But I thought, bro, I remember saying he went to Wisconsin, right? Yeah, he was a top ten pick. I remember seeing his highlights in Wisconsin and thinking he has like star talent. Are you talking about Hood Shafina? No, man. He's the kid who went to Indiana. Although I do like his game as well. You were always talking about um, But no, I'm talking about the Johnny Davis kid. Lightskin kid. Mini Fro. Kind of looks like Scottie Pippen Jr., but like taller and bigger. Taco Bell commercial. Taco Bell commercial. What's that? Yeah, before the draft, was at a Taco Bell commercial. Who? Oh my god. What is All right, that? Now we can talk about it. Oh yeah, that is different. Why All is he right. shooting like that? So I'm gonna ask you right now. We can start over on that part. <sighs> Speaking of the Wizards, have you seen in warm-ups Johnny Davis's form? His jumper? Yeah, I saw a video of it. You talking about the one you showed me the other day? Yeah. Yeah, that was Yeah, that was tough. I don't know what's going on with that. We talked about this. I remember seeing him in Wisconsin, and I remember telling a lot of people he has star like talent, his size, his body, the mid range game he had a little bit in Wisconsin, his shot making ability, you know, his just game looked good. You know, I thought, you know, just watching him from afar, I was like, I was like, this kid was a good. When I saw the Wizards pick him, I was like, man, he's going to be pretty damn good. I thought he's going to be like a descendant of like, you know, Brad Beal, who was there, could like teach him things, be that guy, another guard that comes under Brad. Like, that's what I kind of expected. And then it just didn't go that way. He didn't play a lot, didn't play well, shot weird percentages. But what happens for you? To and then that shot, it, that is not, it's very Markel Fultz type shit where you're like, whoa, 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 what's, what's going on here, man? Like, yeah. and again, give credit to Fultz. He was able to like turn it around in terms of like, he's figured out other great things he can do on the floor. But like the jump shot is still not what it was when it was in college. You know what I mean? Fultz is a is a very talented player. Does a lot of great things in the basketball floor. So no knock against Fultz, but his jump shot changed forever when, for whatever he did. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, it's a much better than what it is now than what it was in Philly or during those days where like you remember he was like tapping the tapping ball the ball up for the like, free throw. There was yeah. like a phase there he was going through this stuff mentally, physically. You're just super happy to see him. Looks like on the other side. No, yeah, he plays free now. Like Fultz is out there hooping, but like his three pointer and his jumper is, is still just different. You know what I mean? It's still and it's still one of his Can things you, that he doesn't do great. As a player, could you tell me why is it different when it's a catch and shoot three versus a mid range? For a lot of guys are like that too. We're like. Even our buddy Courtney Lee, like his mid-range shot is pure, but when he shot a regular like catch-and-shoot three, there was a little bit more of a hitch. It's just different. It's staying with Fultz. His mid-range shot looks Yeah, pure. a lot of the mid-range is all touch. It's so close, and especially most mid-range players, it's rare they're getting a spot at mid-range. Yeah. So most mid-ranges are off the move or off the dribble. So there's momentum in it. So you have momentum going into like a 10, 15-footer. So it's all touch at that point. It's like something that's like hard to even teach. Whereas a three-point is usually a set and hoist. There's only a certain amount of players that are shooting off the dribble threes or like dribbling up shooting threes. Most guys are catch-and-shoot three shooters. You know what I mean? Um, so 
it's just different. There's a lot more touch and feel involved in a mid-range. That's why it's the hardest shot in basketball. That's why it's an analytical shot that they don't want to see happen because it's a hard shot to, 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 to perfect. Whereas the three, it's easier to shoot in one motion or like really just fire it there because you have to fire it to get it there anyway because it's a long shot. I don't know what that you know the shot that we saw with Johnny Davis. It just it looked different than what the the, the the flag the red flags are always when you look at a college shot and then you look at a shot and I'm like oh he changed his shot. Why? You should only change your shot if it less unless bro. And this is coming from a guy who changed his shot. I changed my shot a year ago, two years ago, and it's been the best thing that's ever happened to me. But like that requires like a mental and feel and touch that not all players have. Yeah, you know people were talking about Grady Dick. They saw him shooting around. It looked like his shot was different too. Yeah, because he shoots it behind his head. And that's just, it's, bro, the, the, the range at which people are shooting that ball, it's just harder, man, in the NBA to shoot like that. I'm sure he's probably cleaning some stuff up. He has such a natural feel and shot. He'll probably be able to do it no problem, man. Think about it, bro. How many centers do we see coming to this league can't shoot a three and then they're able to expand their three all the way out? Like you'll see like, do you remember Baines? Remember that white guy Baines? I don't yeah, know what happened yeah. to him, but like, do you remember he was like a guy who could barely shoot the next thing you know, he's like knocking down corner threes. Grant Williams knocking down corner threes and now he's stretched it out to where now he's shooting threes all over the place. Yeah. Porzingis. I mean, obviously the best version of that's Brooke Lopez. Just turn completely. Brooke Lopez. Yeah. Marcus Gasol so, like, at the end of his career was Marcus Gasol. Only shooting threes. Yeah, only shooting three. Like, so like, you have to put touch into it. You have to put feel into it. And you got to put time, and it has to like have a. You got to like. Well, how do you, are we at a point now when we're scouting players? We could tell if they can eventually get a shot. Could you see someone shot right now and say, you know what? With some time and effort, that guy can end up being a good shooter. Versus shooting some guys that you're like, nah, he'll never be a good shooter. Yes, I could tell right away. Yeah, not always. Not always. There are certain players I can look at, and based off of how you work out and how you shoot the ball, I'm like that guy. I, I, he's just not gonna get it. He's not yeah. a hooper. He's good at he's talented and good and he plays in the NBA. He doesn't have the feel of a hooper. You you know a hoop like bro, if I told you like Brad Beal was changing something in a shot, or Paul George, like these skill guys, like you'd be like, he'll he gonna figure it out. The guy's yeah. just a natural hooper. You know what I mean? Uh whereas like someone like Josh Hart, who's more like that's Josh Hart's good at energy and rebounding and like this, this, and that. I don't know if like a TJ McConnell. Like, well, like for example, like, like we people talked a lot of my friends that are Magic fans talked about Jalen Suggs three pointer not going in earlier this year, and I was I always talked about how I like his form, like it's got good form, so I, I always kind of feel like maybe there's a chance. I look at that. Well, yeah, that like, contradicts everything I just said because I don't really think Jalen Suggs is like a. Um, I don't classify him as like a skilled hooper hooper. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right, but I'm the kind of person. But that his I think shot I have to look does, at form and say, you know what, it's not good. broken. Yeah, like this. You know? Oh no, no, no. J- Jalen's shot looks actually really nice. Yeah, I saw him shoot the other day off a pin down, and he stepped right into it, and cashed it. I've seen some corner threes he hit. He has a pretty looking shot. Yeah. Um, then you got guys like Halliburton and Shea that are knocking down shots, and their form just looks. I, I can't different. stand Shea Alexander's jump shot. I can't. I hate it, and I hate Halliburton's but, shot. But by the way, Shea's one of your favorite players in the NBA. No, I no Shea's. Must see TV. I watch almost every OKC game. Is he just, number one league pass? Just, for you? just to see him Shea? cut up dudes. Yeah, he's took the Kyrie toll. You know, it, it Kyrie was carrying the torch for league pass player must watch TV every night. That is now Shea Alexander. Shea Alexander grabbed the torch and he's holding it now. You want to turn on TV? Well, when we did our draft the other night. Someone, he was a high pick for you. He was. Yeah. You want to? It's, it's always personal to me. <laughs> yeah. You you want to see somebody? Cut up some dudes on the offense and defense end. You want to see some guys get buckets? Turn on an OKC game. Shea's out there cooking up your favorite defender every night. It don't matter who guard him. That dude is a problem. 
So he's number one, and number two for your must watch would be. Uh, I thought the Timberwolves games on. You're watching it. No, not really. It's personal. Um, <laughs> uh, it's hard to see your ex do well. It is, man. No one wants to see their ex date like this fucking this this and this guy. You know what I mean? Not really. I really don't care. That's weird behavior. Like I'd love, I, I'd have no problem with my ex finding like a great guy making her happy. Like I, I, I could give a shit how much You're money he makes. Sound very mature right now. This is good. Why, a lot of growth. I never, a lot I, of personal growth. I never understood that. Why would you care if she's not with you anymore? It's just such a fault in people. Like I hate to see the ex do well. Like for what? <laughs> You're not with her anymore. What difference does it make? Well, you've. I think you've grown this now with the Nuggets winning and the Timberwolves being the best team in the NBA. Well, right listen. Now. After the Nuggets won the year after I came there, I've got the nail in the coffin. Right now. I'm, 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 I'm You're already, pretty numb. You don't really know. You can't I, really feel point, anything. I don't feel anything. If the, <laughs> I will say this: If the Minnesota Timberwolves win the championship this year, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. <laughs> Two years in a row, the team that I just played for the year prior winning rings are nuts. That's that's nutty behavior, and I can't I can't it's unsee a little it. Crazy. So, like, I'm rooting for the Timberwolves because all my boys are playing for them. Yeah, and they're, I, they're your preseason pick to make some noise. I, yeah. I'm the Yeah, I, I'm the guy advocating that this team is going to be the new team in the West and they're going to be, like, the standard. Uh, if they get to the conference finals, am I going to hope they, they, they lose a couple games here and there? Maybe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not really, though. No, I, them winning a championship would make me feel a certain type of way. I, I don't know how I'd feel about that. Unless they bring me back. <laughs> it's the only way you can resurrect this. It's the only way Tim can. It's the only way me, Tim, Finchie, all of us, we can. We can still make this right. We can still make this right. Oh I'm ready. I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, man. Um, fuck. That would be weird, though. I mean, my god. Uh, it's so funny because I'm so close to all the guys on Denver. Or not all the guys, but some of the guys. And because um, that's a already a different team than when I played there, but. The AGs and the, the Mikes and Jeff Greens and all those guys. And all they do is make jokes and they see me. They're all like, <laughs> Missed the boat. Mike was like, this much. Mike goes, by this much. I was like, yo, you guys suck, bro. I hate that. It's cool though, man. That's all good. Do I lose sleep over it? No. <laughs> do I sleep a little later? Yeah. <laughs> do, I, do I sleep a little later at night and wake up a little earlier? Maybe. I'm just kidding. Um, by the way, I think Nuggets will probably win again this year. Are they your favorites right now? They are my favorites. I, th- I think the Nuggets are still the best team in the NBA. Do, who do I think could beat them? I do think Phoenix could beat them if healthy. I just got to see what that looks like with Brad out there first. But the way Brad and Devin are, I mean, I mean, uh, Brad and, um, sorry, the way Devin and Kevin are, it's just, you know, with some of their new pieces there, I, 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 I'd like to see what they can do. I have a question for you. If Team USA had to play tomorrow, would you want Book as your shooting guard or Anthony Edwards? Who would you put there as the starting shooting guard? I put both. Ant's on the team, though. I feel like he has to be on the team after the way he played last time. Ant's on the team, yeah. regardless. He he's just probably the best two guard in the NBA. Second one, him. Second. Devin's the best two guard in the NBA. What are we doing here? You know what I mean? Like, let's just like quit the shrub. Everybody, like, every every everybody like tries to like not put him there because like people like some people just like don't like him. Like there's like an unlikability about him, I guess, with some people. Like some people like just don't want to like him. Yeah. Like just think of the whole. I don't feel that way. No, but, <laughs> yeah, but like, like we like always see this. And we're like, why do people do this with him? Yeah. Like, it's like the whole thing with like Luca. Everybody's so on Luca's side. That's Luca's son. That's Luca. Like everybody loved Luca and hates David. It's like, well, what's going on here, man? Like, what? Why don't y'all like him? What has he ever done to anybody? You know what I mean? Like, what does he talk shit? Don't y'all like this? Don't y'all want guys to get out there and hoop yeah. and back it up and talk? Like that's that's your problem with him. 
So like, there's always this thing. Who's the best two two guard? Is it Donovan Mitchell? Is it Anthony Edwards? Like, bro, cut it out, man. He's the best two guard in the NBA, and he's been the best two guard for the past like two three years, bro. And he's definitely the best now. Is Anthony Edwards right there in the cusp and is coming? Sure. Will Anthony Edwards be the best two guard maybe next year, the year after? Sure. I have Anthony two right now. By the way, I think he's right there. Do I think Devin is the best like right now? So what is Shea? Yes, man. So Shea's a point guard. Shea's a guard. I know they play Giddy or whatever, but like Shea's a guard, point guard. I I have him as a point guard. He's not a two guard because he doesn't play like one. Yeah. I don't know how to explain that. He's not. If if you're putting him in the two guard mix, then yeah, he's he's probably two, and then Ant's three. But because but Shea's like Shea's when he plays for Team Canada, when he plays for this motherfucker, he's bringing the ball up the court, man. It's a point guard. Crunch time, he's bringing the ball. To like court. you said earlier in the pod, point guards now just are able to score thirty. Which is yeah, that's just what it is. It. Giddy's like out there as a forward, but he plays point guard like, so they they let him bring the ball up and call plays. So that way they put Shea in a scoring position. But like Shea's a point guard. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, I think Shea is the second best. I think Shea's the third best point guard in the NBA. Steph Luca. Steph Luca Shea. I have no problem with that. Yeah, it's Steph Lucashay. After that, I'd probably go. If I'm going in the moment, then you put like Halliburton in there. But if you're going just off of history and like what I think will happen in the playoff times and the crunch times and who I'm rolling with, I'd put Dame. Uh, but if you're going in the moment right now, so far this season, then you throw Halliburton in there. If you're playing with Jokic, I want Jamal Murray. It's just the way it is. Maybe. I mean, yeah, if Shea was with. Jokic, holy shit! Who knows what happened? Can you imagine Luca and Jokic? That was the biggest. That was, by the way, can you imagine Luca and Jokic? Let's talk about that draft that we had. That was the biggest issue. Is everyone wanted to get that first pick because everything looks good. Well, next we ended to up giving. We gave it to our friend Brock because he needed it. He needed the most help. You should have seen this guy under pressure. It was alarming. I mean, his his second unit was ridiculous. I've never seen a shot clock violation on drafting, but this guy was taking extra extra amount, of and time. he didn't know where to go. <laughs> he was just saying names like that list of he had four point guards in his second unit. It's like, bro, you're not even. And people are still on Twitter like team one. I'm like, yeah, this is ridiculous. You guys don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even want to get into that. Make sure you guys subscribe, like, uh, follow the new Instagram page, The Ringer, uh, Ringer NBA, and uh, yeah, we will see you guys Friday, man. Y'all have a safe week.